welcome to another episode of Upon Further Review. Hey, girl, hey. (laughs) Today we are going to be covering Alfred Hitchcock's 1958 classic, Where to Go. We have Amy back. Super exciting. Welcome back, lady. I'm so glad to be back, you guys. I missed you. Yeah, we missed missed you you too. too. Stop working so much. I know. uh, Our episodes were not as inappropriate without you. That is true. There was a lot less dick and ball jokes. So much. (laughs) Like 100% less. Uh, Maybe 95 percent less balls and penis. Aaron and last week was uh, he 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 brought in yeah the, he helped out awesome some, you know what I mean he, he helped, he out, helped out on the dick and ball jokes while okay you were gone. awesome he yeah he sent me some really funny DMs I like him yeah he's, he's a cool, cool. cat man he's awesome <laughs> yeah Aaron you are welcome back anytime absolutely awesome. Awesome. and we got Jonesy yeah what's on going the turntable and I am Noah as always as always Noah Kinsey in the house don't sound so depressed when you say like that, I'm Noah. The band's back together. We're gonna make yes. it happen, guys. We got this. This is the Beatles reunion. We are really right is. here. But this reunion Ooh. ain't never gonna end. Yeah, just like <laughs> one of Cher's farewell tours. Oh. She's been doing those for like 30 years. Yeah, dude. I went to a Kiss concert when I was like 10 Ew. years old, and it was a farewell concert. Yeah. And then they kept doing farewell concerts after oh my farewell. Gosh. Concerts. At this point, I think it's you're like just trying to sell bro. premium Let's get the tickets. Fuck out of yep. here already. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. Gene Simmons. I know. Ew. <laughs> It was yeah. a dope ass show, though. Oh, I bet. I didn't realize how how uh, I don't know though. Like they look so hardcore, but their music is kind of disco y. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. It's very poppy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm so weird. Gonna rock and roll. I'm like, no, man. Like I was looking at like. I was hoping like that was gonna be the music. You thought it was gonna be a guar concert. I was hoping it was hoping. Right. You're going for guar. You ended with Twisted Sister. My God. That's exactly what I got. I did get to see Ted Nugent though, which is kind of cool. The Nuge. The Nuge. He shot a fucking bow and arrow. I believe he did. Lit shit on fire, and I was just like, lame. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was really kind of lame, actually. Anyway, you're like, that's not safe. That's That's not safe. This is a fire hazard, (laughs) and I'm calling the marshal. (laughs) You all are in big trouble. So, what do we think of Vertigo? Oh man, Mm -hmm. Amy. You know what? I it was really long to me, Mm -hmm. but. I just, I, I loved everything about the cinematography and just those shots were amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked like how San Francisco still looks, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I just loved it. I loved it so much. And I was just in San Francisco like six or seven months ago. So it was really, I just loved it. It was awesome seeing it and and how he gets those amazing shots and, you know, those those frames and the people in them and... I don't know. I just loved it. I loved it. But it was too long. <laughs> By the end of it, I was like, just jump already. Both of you, go. Oh. Shut up already. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it as well. I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a huge Hitchcock fan. Yeah. Um, for obvious reasons, you know, the, the quality of cinematography, every frame is so detailed, you know, very mm-hmm. meticulously um, put together uh, mm-hmm. everything from costume oh, to yeah. set design to color composition. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is it, it means it. something yeah. throughout the through everything. And I ended up having to go back and I you said it was too long, but I ended up watching it twice. Yeah, I just watched it first time as if just because I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, so I watched it the first okay. time. Yeah, I've uh, never seen it either. Yeah, I mean I've seen his other ones, you know, Rear Window and yeah. you know all those awesome. things. And then yeah. these, this one, I was just like, eh. but. 
I watched it the first time just to watch it and right. experience it. Second time I watched it and I was really just looking at what he was doing cinematically from okay. a filmmaker's right. perspective. And I was right. just like, you fucking son of a bitch. Right? He's deliberate. Everything you, is everything deliberate. Everything is so fucking deliberate. And I feel like nowadays, at least with the independent films, you get a very few directors that are that deliberate. Right. You know, I feel like it's almost documentary esque yeah. sometimes, but fuck, man, those that was very, very deliberate. The costume designer, um, her name is Edith Head Giggity. And she <laughs> was so amazing. I know that they've collaborated before, Hitchcock right. and her. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. Like when they were in the Sequoias and she's wearing uh, that all white or that long white coat mm-hmm. and everything. And she's like disappearing through the Sequoias, through the big redwoods and everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so gorgeous. Right. It's so dramatic. And, and With the scarf and everything. Yeah. It's like it's very wispy. Yeah. In the Or even that uh, scene when he's at the restaurant and he's just starting to tail her. Mm-hmm. Ernie's. Right. When they're at Ernie's and she's sitting with her back to the rest of the restaurant and everything in the restaurant is red. And she's wearing this dark green, like, silk scarf, this really long, like, I don't know, capelet or something. Mm -hmm. It was just gorgeous. It was like, okay, well, that's her. That's who we're meant to look at, obviously. Right. But pretty amazing. What about you, Noah? What did you think? Cinematically, I thought it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I do appreciate, you can see a lot of Hitchcock's signature, very cinematic, very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The music was pretty great. I didn't like it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was bored out of my goddamn yeah. mind. So from a plot a perspective, boring, you didn't yeah. like from it. From a plot perspective, yeah. I didn't like it at all. I will tell you, from a plot perspective, I enjoyed it. It dangled the carrot enough for me. I feel like there was character jumps too much mm-hmm. within the storyline. Um, like from the moment right. where he like... Ultimately, is you know obsessed with this right. woman, you know, from when he saves her right away, mm-hmm. yada yada. I mean, those those are a few jumps to me that I think that they could have done a little bit better. The ending for me, I was annoyed with. Yeah, and the way I'm like, really Hitchcock? Come on, it felt like he just kind of ran out of money a little bit. Yeah, exactly. What was weird? Yeah, What was weird is at the end where she's like, oh, when she sees the dark. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool shot. Yeah. With the dark Im- or dark figure right, rising the, up. Uh-huh. Um, and then her falling backwards, it made it seem like the bell tower, there was no lip. Mm-hmm. So that's why she would easily fall to her death. Right. But then yeah. when Jimmy Stewart goes to look yeah. at her, there's a big ass yeah. lip. You really got to be trying. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. She I'm like, really got to be Jesus. trying. She literally she have to have vertigo? fall down and then fall <laughs> yeah. off at the same time. Yeah. Like, bing, bing, pow. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was a lot of safeguards to make sure people didn't really fall off of this thing. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah, plot mm-hmm. wise I and dialogue wise, yeah. I thought it was pretty weak. Really? Um, I felt the, the a couple of the conversations with uh, the woman who he was briefly engaged to. Mitch. Right. Yeah, that first scene I felt was like complete just exposition mm-hmm. without feeling natural at all. Mm. Yeah, um, but it was... Uh, I, I get that, but I think it was just to create, oh, they have a history together. Yeah, but it, I felt like it was so might. unnatural. It oh, just really? the The writing hmm. through most of it, it hmm. just didn't feel natural and i felt like the tone that alfred hitchcock always sends with his movies which i like hitchcock i haven't seen all of them mm-hmm. right. but i like the ones i've seen and i grew up watching alfred hitchcock's presents mm-hmm. oh, that tv okay. show bum, 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 bum. yep or he bum, 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 stand bum, bum. in his silhouette yeah yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah so i like that and that show is awesome mm-hmm. um but for this i just felt like 
his the tone he was trying to set i felt was being counteracted by the wooden dialogue Mm. Interesting. Um, and it was kind of stiff. And I yeah. agree with a lot of the critics and also why Hitchcock thought that this didn't succeed. I thought Jimmy Stewart was too old for that part. Which was, but I, who else would have played that part at that time? Like, Jimmy Stewart is like the everyman. Right. Right. But there was a couple other movie stars at that time that Well, were, who else would have played that part? I don't know. Come on, It should have been me. someone younger than Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, mm-hmm. she. Like, his <laughs> voice it really yeah, got to me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, man. totally. That yeah. killed it. And yeah. I felt like. And you stood here, you see? And then you stood yeah. here, and then you yeah. pushed her, huh? <laughs> I, was I like, know. Come on. I know. No, I'm yeah. not trying to recreate you as her image, but wear the same outfit. Yes. Yeah, right. Now, you know what no, you look good hair. in? She's like, you're making me, cre- you're making me look like her. No, no, honey. No, no baby. No, just, no, do no, just do it. Just do it for I have a great idea that just came on top of my oh head. My I hadn't God. been thinking about it a while ago. How about make your hair blonde? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez. Oh, you know what would be better if you put it in a bun? Yeah. Mm. Not because you look exactly like her, but because I love you so goddamn much. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck, man. Can you imagine him in bed? Yeah, his maybe. dirty talk. Yeah, how would he? What would he say, Gary? Uh, it's probably something along the lines of like, "Yeah, she liked that. You like that? I'm inside you, huh? You like that?" <laughs> yeah, because I know he wouldn't say any of the dirty Stop words. Stop it, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> this feels so good. I'm my lower member. Yeah, I just that. Uh, I, his... I guess so. I mean, I think the thing for me, like from a dialogue's point of view, one, you got to understand the time, right? You got to understand the time of, of the, the films that are being made. And he, like, Alfred Hitchcock has a very unique rhythm in the way that his dialogue is set. And he mm-hmm. wants it done in a very specific way. Some of it kind of aired the side of, like, reality versus whimsicalness, right? Mm-hmm. So some of the conversations, like the conversation with uh, Grant, was that, was that the guy? The husband? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Something like that, right? Yeah. Um, I probably have that wrong. I'm going to look it up while you talk. Just finish anyway, your Anyway, that I'll... whole conversation and that whole scene, that's, that sequence worked really well because the conversation felt more real. Anytime that you had a conversation with that man, I felt like it was... Yeah. It was yeah. You're connected. You're in the moment. Anytime I had a com- we were in the in the room with, with Midge or... Um, Gavin. 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 That's it. Thank you. Um, with the with Midge or whatever, you you get a sense that their their relationship is she's playing it in a different way than he's playing it, you know, and she's coming out and conversing with him in a particular way. So I liked the dialogue personally, mm-hmm. and I think it worked. And I'm okay with uh, the bits of exposition because you want to understand the connectivity between certain characters. And oh, sure, I'm not disagreeing know? with that. I mean, that's kind of how it needs to be in all films. I yeah. just felt like. This movie in particular, the script just felt like it was explaining more than being in the moment. Uh Like, it just didn't feel organic to me. Okay. So you think that Jimmy Stewart is more natural um, when he was talking to the men, Uh, basically? Well, I don't even... I mean, for him, I feel like... Which, this is so strange, but in this movie... I didn't believe him being a dramatic actor in this, which oh, is crazy right. because in other shit, when he's dramatic, I'm yeah, with it. Yeah, I felt he was Stewart almost too jokey. Playing an actor who was playing that character. Kind of. Yeah. Really? Kind of. I, I don't know. I never I didn't, felt that. I didn't feel him. Na- I'd, even with like the obsession right. and a lot of stuff, I just maybe maybe for me, he just was miscast. Yeah, maybe. maybe I, I would know. have fallen more mm-hmm. into someone else being in that role hmm. because yeah. it just he didn't work for me for that, and therefore a lot of the stuff didn't. Mm-hmm. And even like her her visions, 
Mm-hmm. It was like, well, yeah. I mean, it made sense that the character was a, then an actress. I'm like, why the hell is he falling for this bullshit? Mm-hmm. Like, I saw at the stables, there used to be horses. Yeah. yeah. And there used to, we used to play with them as yeah. children. Right. <laughs> you would love, would you love me? <laughs> will you let me go? I have to go somewhere for a minute. Runs up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> like that's but I think you gotta understand much. that the dialogue that was coming out of Madeline it was all staged the entire dial all the all the information that sure, we were getting sure but why is a very smart is detective falling for that <laughs> shit yeah because she hot. is beautiful alright that's the thing like Alfred Hitchcock I, in mm-hmm. my knowing what I know about Alfred Hitchcock yeah. right from all of the you he know, loves the, his blondes he loves his he blondes he has a he has an interesting obsession with with women and like voyeurism and mm-hmm. probably 90 to more percentage of his films yeah. yeah agreed you know so i feel like when he, look at the long moment the pause when we first get introduced to madeline like like we're supposed to take in how beautiful right. how beautiful she is and that right. long tracking moment where she's walking towards the camera like she moves into our space mm-hmm. we don't really ever get pushed into her as mm-hmm. she's walking into ours like she's right. walking into our life which i loved i loved that visual mm-hmm. point of uh, point of view and so you really right away you get this sense of Wow, she because she is she is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like her very much when she was with the brown hair and all that stuff. Yeah. And she played Judy. I was like, oh man, Ugh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. May, I mean, that could be a particular you know choice right. that they made to make to to dumb her down a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the whole blonde scenario just when she, she was just gorgeous. Yeah. So right away, you know, you're into that moment. And then throughout every scene after that, it was almost uh it, it was a play. It was, yeah. you know, it was all, a, it was all a facade. Mm-hmm. So it did feel a little bit off because there was something off throughout that entire fucking movie mm-hmm. until the very end, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That's why maybe that, I don't know, that could be an interesting thing for you to lo- relook at as like, if the dialogue wasn't working for you. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, if I turned, off the volume if I muted it and you cut out you know 40 minutes of the movie I would have loved it what would you have cut out though all the dialogue between him and the chick and you know I don't know I don't know I I I disagree with you guys only because like I love I love the scenes because excuse me I love the scenes because every scene is reinforcing one theme Two, reinforcing that this um, that this whole thing is is there's something missing here. There, uh-huh. You know what I mean. And what I love about his character is one, you, you know, they they teach you and you kind of learn from all these films is that a great protagonist mm-hmm. ends up having a a really great strength and a flaw, mm-hmm. and they use his his really great strength is he's a good detective, okay. but he's blinded by his obsession with this woman right. that he actually didn't even want to. Right. <laughs> go find yeah. you know he thought this was you know this is silly this is right. stupid but he was I guess willing to I, help out a friend I didn't just I, I guess I didn't understand why he became so obsessed with her like I didn't yeah, she wasn't I strong enough know. if you paid attention exactly, that's his point if you pay attention yeah. to the opening scene like, yeah. not the opening scene sorry if you pay attention to the first scene with Midge everything yeah. is described everything all of his character points are happening in that moment mm-hmm. where she's talking about he's basically saying like I'm a perpetual bachelor right, you know right. I like to wander I like to do this I like to do you know these types of things and yeah. like he loves women <laughs> right pretty much 
So when he gets introduced to a very beautiful woman, okay. automatically, he's already infatuated, obsessed with that mm-hmm. particular thing. I think if she was like an ugly person, if she looked like me, he probably would never have taken that job. Gary. Or if she would have, was a brunette. Yeah, exactly. Mm. She, he would have probably have never have taken that job. He would have seen it and said, you know what? You know, this is not going to be for me. So yeah. I think because of that, right out of the gate, he was smitten by her and then was like, all mm-hmm. right, fine, I'll I'll go through it. If there's yeah. enough curiosity for him to see, oh, well, she doesn't look too crazy. Mm. Let's see what the fuck's going on. Right. Um, <laughs> so there was a lot of- That really... was before social media where we all realized <laughs> that a he was getting woman catfished. can also be crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was getting catfished the whole movie. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. So, yes. uh, from those per- perspectives, I I'll, I'll follow the whole movie. It, was it too too long? Maybe, maybe yeah. not. But again, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you watch four hours and sixteen minutes. Yeah, I watched it twice. So yeah, I'm okay with it's it. Nuts. You know. Yeah, I didn't dislike the movie. It's just I don't know. I just felt like it was a little longer than it could have been, and I don't know. I guess I just didn't understand. She she didn't present herself as somebody strong enough to be obsessed with. You know, but also I felt like she her little momentary panic attacks or remembering being a dead relative or whatever. I felt like that was pretty strong from the beginning. And it might just be Alfred Hitchcock is like audiences will get this because she's a hot blonde woman. So they'll be okay with it. But for me, I'm like, she's Hmm. super crazy. Yeah. And (laughs) not stable. So I had a hard time following why he would just fall head over heels for her to the point of being super i didn't even necessarily get the obsessive stuff like when he forced the other woman to dress like her and do the right i didn't i guess i missed the connector why that would be something that would happen well what i guess the first question is what do you think the theme of the film is for you I don't even know, man. Like I felt even with the title Vertigo, I'm like that only factored in a couple times. But right. even even with her running in the stairwell and everything, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's the only reason for why I thought Vertigo or his his phobia had any place in the movie is just because <laughs> Gavin chose him because he knew he wouldn't get all the way to the top. So sure, he oh, but yeah. but also they didn't know that. All of a sudden, he would pull a Madeline. Was her name Madeline? Madeline. Madeline. Yeah, pull a Madeline and black out and drive somewhere else. Like that mm. was also kind of a jump for me. Where I'm like, just because he has vertigo or whatever it's called, because it's not called vertigo. It's a fear of something. Acrophobia. Um, acrophobia. Acrophobia. Just because he has that doesn't mean you black out and drive somewhere else. That didn't necessarily blackout maybe. But drive some like yeah, but drive somewhere else. That Wee, didn't make what? sense to me. But when the judge said that, that he's like, he didn't remember. Because, well, I almost yeah. did Jimmy Stewart there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he didn't. He rem- would black out, and then they would give him a paper bag to breathe into. Yeah, or collapse. Don't hyper like he did but, on yeah. that step stool and yeah, his yeah. friends. Place. Yeah, that was a little over. <gasps> yes, a little yes. Yeah. Me, uh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, she was uh, pretty friggin' strong. Yeah, she was. I was like, because Jimmy Stewart's a tall fella. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I mean, there's a there's a lot of symbolism going on. They call it they call it the mezzanine. Like what's happening in the frame at all times, mm-hmm. consistently. Like for me, the first things that I started realizing is the use of plants mm-hmm. consistently throughout the whole entire movie. The use of color throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. So my first questions were like, well, why is he using these? And is this consistent in every scene? There's either red or green. There's either mm. plants. Mm-hmm. There's there's some form of plant in between. Every every time you see it, if you rewatch it 
And I really think that the the theme of this movie isn't really about like vertigo per se. I feel like you know Fitzcock is known for his MacGuffins. Yeah, vertigo becomes almost that MacGuffin for this for this movie because it's the one thing that like you you think the movie is really about and it's mm-hmm. and it's not. But it's right. the one thing that comes into play right down the line wherever he needs to. And it only happened like three or four times tops out of that entire movie. Yeah. In the opening, in the moment where he was supposed to see her, in the moment where he saw the, you know, the when he was on the steppy stool scenario, mm-hmm. and towards the very end when he kind of conquers that moment at the same time. So for me, I mean, a lot of what's happening throughout this and at least for me what I feel a lot of a lot of the symbolism behind this is the idea of um life and death. There's a lot of um lines that are kind of pushing towards that scenario. And then uh-huh. we use a lot of plants. Like when we when he's following her, pay attention to like where he is seeing her in a lot of those scenes. He's looking mm-hmm. at, you know, there's a moment where she walks through a flower shop and we pause. And a lot of the shots right. in those moments are almost like we the camera is a voyeur, a ghost in some mm-hmm. form or fashion, which I think was a very unique choice. Especially playing with this kind of, you know, alternative afterlife type of world. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know is she a ghost? Is she possessed? Is she this? Is she mm-hmm. that? You know? So his obsession, Alfred Hitchcock had not only an obsession with blondes, <laughs> right. but he also had an obsession with the afterlife and the obsession of death. And is there afterlife? And is there, you know, things that, uh, uh, is there something else more to this stuff? So the symbolism behind the flowers could could easily be where flowers are something that is... Um, they they're kind of like us, right? They 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 grow, they live, mm-hmm. they die, and then they're kind of back into the earth per se. The only difference between like flowers and ourselves is this idea that like flowers bloom, so they'll end up mm-hmm. being brought into the soil and then resurrected. Mm-hmm. And if you watch and pay attention to Madeline's story arc, what tends to happen is she basically dies, and then the second half of the film mm-hmm. is him reblooming her. Right. In some form or fashion, but right. not realizing that she is the same woman. Mm-hmm. But when he does, that's when all the, that's when he goes out of his mind. When he goes crazy and he's right. like, well, trying to he went out of his mind that before that. But I know well, what I mean. That's yeah. that's the big escalation. Why exactly. didn't she just move to a different city? She's that's fucking with him. I mean, yeah. just messing with well, his Well, she loves mind? him too, though. She loved him too. She didn't want. She talked about mm. like if you pay attention to the She's scene so, mm. in the redwoods, which I I right, love the scene right. in the redwoods. You know, she she ends up. Wearing this very bright white type of thing, juxtaposing, pulling scene. her out of the the red and green. Like the reason why they saw, shot that scene in the redwoods is because the bark and everything's super red with uh-huh. the contrast of the green foliage. And the whole reasons for the, the that scene, in my opinion, came down to her basically saying that like I I kind of wish I didn't have to die. But she's telling, if under subtext, you're realizing that she knows she, she's playing this game with him. And she knows yeah. that at the very end of this storyline, she is going to have to die. Right. And she wishes that she could become, she can come back. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no, darling, like, don't talk like that. You're not going to die. You're right. not going to. And he keeps telling her this. He reinforces his idea. Like, I'm not going to let you die. I'm not going to let you die. And then all of a sudden, because of his vertigo, his mm-hmm. acrophobia, he lets her die. Mm-hmm. Right. So in that moment, that's why he goes ape shit crazy. You know, yeah. he's just like, this is my fault because I promised her that I wouldn't let her die. Mm-hmm. And because of my um, acrophobia or my vertigo or whatever, now 
it, it is my fault because mm-hmm. I could have saved her if it wasn't for that one mm-hmm. reason. So for me, when you pay attention to all the mm-hmm. little dots kind of leading into that, I mean, the, la- the shot where she is fully revealed, right. you know, that green neon light that's kind of happening mm-hmm. right in that thing, the rebirth moment, that greenery, that, that color of flower, right? That, that, uh, that life comes through that scene and it envelops that entire frame almost in kind of like a, a whimsical dream mm-hmm. sense as you're watching her come out of that bathroom, almost okay. coming out of the bathroom in a rebirth type of moment. So for okay. me, I'm like, that's, it's cool. It's, it's actually really cool. And if you pay attention and understand the, that from a theme perspective, right. watch that whole movie again and every scene hits those beats mm-hmm. um, and you see it over and over and over again. So for me, that's why I really love the film. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. interesting. And her necklace, when right. and the big reveal that's right. was red. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's she did the, that yeah. on purpose? And that, follow the color. Like, mm. if I'm going to tell red. anybody listening to this thing, you yeah. guys really want to understand this movie, follow the colors that are happening. When he saves her, I mean, everything, everything from the car being green to if you pay attention to the opening when we first get introduced to Ernie's, it is exterior red window as we're pushing into that that business, right? Mm-hmm. You jump into that business, everything in that room is red. Everybody's wearing black, so we're not really paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. But when we get introduced to to Madeline for right. the first time, she's the one thing that is the brightest in the room. Right. She's wearing that, that green, green, beautiful dress against the background of all that red that's happening, yeah. right? In the scene where we meet with Gavin, in that room, there's a red carpet. I was curious because there's a weird shot that was happening with mm-hmm. him sitting on the on the seat in the corner. It was a little bit of a longer shot. And then we had a tighter little like worm's eye view of Gavin standing up against a desk. And I was like, well, why are they doing this type of shot? What are they trying to show? One, yeah. just the distance, right? But two, the red carpet in between them showing that what the, what is happening in this mm. scene is probably not real. Which I was like, ooh, that's interesting, hmm. right? Hmm. Or even when he saves when he saves Madeline, he gives her a uh, a robe. That robe is red, and all that entire conversation that happens, she's wearing a red robe. Right. So ultimately, in in my mind, uh, symbolizing that everything that she is telling him is a fake. But there is a moment where there's intimacy. So they lit the space warm and almost kind of like in this whimsical type of mm. style that allowed us to start to connect the two. But at the same time, give us a little bit of a hint that eh, there's something off here. We don't know what it is yet without ever saying any of that. So follow the color. Okay. <laughs> follow the color when you rewatch this movie. It's really interesting to see what he does with that. Okay. Let's talk about Gavin. Gavin's character. Yeah. So tell me what you think about, like, what was the importance? Why... Why did this need to be done? done? Well, I mean, at the very end, he basically says something to the effect that Gavin didn't come from money. Yeah, he married yeah, rich. He, he married, married rich, exactly. Right. And they set that up in the conversation right. with Midge. Right. Right out of the gate, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was asking, what do you think about so-and-so? Mm-hmm. What's his name? Yeah. yeah, remember that old friend that we went to college with? He's like, oh, that old guy? Like, they kind of pass him off as just like whatever. He's like, well, he's this and he's that right, and he's all right. of He's like, oh, interesting. So A shipping I, heir. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. So I, in that moment, I feel like... His his motive was to kill his wife. Mm-hmm. They, and this is where like some plot issues kind of happen for me throughout this movie, mm-hmm. where the jump within that conversation yeah. is a little too hectic for me, um, because you don't ever see Gavin and Madeline 
being intimate or anything right, along right. those lines, which is probably for a good reason, obviously. Yeah. But at the very end of the film, when he's kind of de- describing, kind of hitting all the points of like, and then this happened and that happened. And right. he's just like, and he won the money. And then he basically shot you to the curb, basically. You know, did he give you anything? She's like, well, he gave me money, right. you know. And now he has these millions of dollars. Yeah. And he could do whatever the fuck he wants. So he doesn't need her anymore. Right. And that's mm-hmm. ultimately what ends up happening. So Gavin, the motherfucker that started this whole yeah. thing, gets yeah. away. Yeah. So it's a really interesting. Was position. there a reason specifically that uh, <laughs> that he had to take her to the tower again instead of going and to Gavin? No, I mean, like, I, I know what yeah. you did. Yeah. I think the thing With the for police him bringing everybody in and being like that wasn't here. entirely because especially well, since he interesting. Knew... My thought is is that he he didn't want to do that because he did love her mm-hmm. very much. And it's like, if I did this, then you're going to go down too. But why take her there at all? Because he wanted to recreate that moment for himself. Mm. That's why he ended up doing it. There's a moment when he comes out, when she comes out of the bathroom right. and, they, and they kiss, right? Yeah. The camera does this really cool, like 360 yeah. spin. And in that 360 spin, it reinforces that kiss that they had in the stall. And then it came right back to that moment. And right in there, hopefully, Maybe he, maybe Hitchcock did it with most audiences, but the I think the hope of a shot like that is you're reinforcing like this is the same woman, and this is yeah. taking him right back to right, right. that moment, that stall moment. So then he wants to get the truth out of her, mm-hmm. so he's making her feel more and more and more uncomfortable, taking her back because pay attention to the shots when when he took her to the to the mission right, first. Right, it's the same exact shots when he yeah. takes her right back. Yeah. The only difference is it's darker. It's dark. It's, it's darker. Night. Yeah, and, you know the. Yeah. the the, the the tone is different. Um, and he's trying to be like, and then we were over there and we were over there and she's just, you can see that she wants to just come out and tell him and he wants her to come out and tell him, but he's, she's not doing it. Right. Yet. Right. And he's, he's conflicted in my opinion because he doesn't want to turn her in, mm-hmm. but he wants the truth at the same exact right. time. Mm. Right. So, so that's why he didn't call the police. That's my, ass- that's okay. my assumption anyway. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Actually, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I feel like you and I watched a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it's still it's very interesting to hear a filmmaker's perspective on it. Sure. I mean, there's a lot I mean, of Hitchcock things. Hitchcock is, I mean, innovative. Yeah. Just yeah. And I mean, like I said, I appreciate what Hitchcock does. He's always very deliberate and very purposeful in his movies. Mm-hmm. I just think for me, it was awesome. You saw all that stuff. Yeah. But for me, it's just the plot kept me from getting engaged in the film. Well, okay. bear in mind, when so, I first watched this movie, there were certain things that screamed out to me. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And I'm not a very smart guy, but I, you know, going back to it, paying attention to those things that I went, you know, yeah. interesting. Um, you infer a lot of things when you rewatch it with a different mindset. Because mm. if you guys just sat down and watched this right. movie from from out of the gate, most yeah. people don't pay attention to all no. that stuff at all. No. Most people pay attention to character and they pay attention to plot right out of the gate. Yeah. You know, and then how does the movie make me feel? What do I remember at the very end? Majority uh-huh. of the time, right? Right. But when you when you pay attention and you watch a movie with intention, yeah. things pop out at you that yeah. you would never ever realize that actually pop out at you. You know, the opening sequence for me was really just really interesting right out of the gate with the with the Saul Bass's title design, which is really cool, by the way, because I learned a lot about Saul Bass when I was in design school. 
you know, and he was like the the father. All the design sequences and stuff that you oh, see, really? the title sequences you yeah. see now, stem from his his style of design sequencing. Um, so that opening sequence with like the you know with the vertigo and the geometric shapes mm-hmm. that are kind right. of happening, you know, the inner turmoil of of uh, story. You know, a lot of symbolism kind of happens within those geometrical shapes, becoming the circular of life mm-hmm. type of thing, but yet distorted throughout the entire right. time. If you rewatch the that whole scenario, almost like that dream sequence he he had. Exactly. It's just wild. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's happening? Is the movie ending? Well, because his reality is becoming flipped upside down, yeah. and we don't realize, we don't know as an I audience. Yeah. Yeah, we don't notice as an audience what's reality versus what's what's not reality. Mm-hmm. So uh, consistently, we are popping in and out, in and out of reality versus not reality. Consistently, from us as an audience, we're like, well, mm-hmm. who's telling the truth? Who's not telling the truth? Right. And in all honesty, the you know this entire film, no one is really left right or wrong throughout this entire film. Right. There's always, you know right, what I mean. Right. Like the only wrong person was Gavin, who ended up you know perpetuating everything. But at the same time, even if you look at Midge's character, like she is she. What I really love about her character is she is like the mo- only person throughout this entire film. I think there was like nine people tops. She's the only one out of this entire film that is just grounded in reality. Right, yeah. right. She's not, she's not telling a story. She's not faking anything. Gavin, right. from the very beginning, everything was a lie. Right. Every moment. Right. She, very much so, was the person rooted in that reality. Mm-hmm. Really, truly loved our main character, mm-hmm. Scotty, and um, wanted to con- consistently be like, look at, I'm here. I want you to, you know, right. I want you to look at me. Notice I'm right me. here. But she's a very strong woman. I mean, yeah, it's 1958, is. right? She's, 1958, yeah. and she is- Got a uh, badass apartment. And a badass job rooted around- cause Yeah. Uh, Mad designer. Men. This whole thing takes yeah. place during Mad Men. Seriously. She's a designer yeah. in that type of mentality. That's what that I kept space. thinking. I'm like, that's fucking cool. I loved cool. it. I loved it. And I love the idea that she's a very strong woman right. in that time. Um, which was, in my opinion, the reason why Scotty never wanted to be connected with her because of that um, perpetuation. Because he's right. kind of aloof. I mean, right. he kind of talks about it. Yeah, you I know, guess. I just eh, eh. the interesting moment for me is when she repaints the painting, mm-hmm. and she, they're sitting side by side, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, you're stupid, right?" And there was yeah. that was an interesting moment for me, being like, "Why is she taking that so goddamn serious?" I'm stupid. I'm stupid. This was a bad idea scenario, but I think in some weird way, like that was the best thing because he didn't want to see it. He had a right, feeling right, about it, but right. he didn't want to fucking. He's like, see okay, it. I'll look at your picture, <laughs> right? Ugh. And they, and he does a really cool two shot with her standing there, sitting there, and then in the same type of right, pose as the right. other one, and she's sitting there, and um, ultimately, in my opinion, looking back at it, it was Hitchcock's way of saying like. This is kind of a joke. This is all fake. This is all a joke. You know, this mm-hmm. isn't anything um, visually telling us this without ever saying it, obviously. But she caught it right away. She knew yeah. that this was all just a fucking mm-hmm. ruse. Yeah. But she didn't have the the evidence to, to share that with right. him consistently. And well, she, she knew was a he was being jealous taken too. advantage of. Yeah, and she was jealous, obviously, because yeah. the other woman, in all irony, kind of looks like right. her in some way right. fashion. I was worried. <laughs> Here's the thing about Midge. I didn't know what was happening. There's uh-huh. always, the, you know, these blonde moments and these people and there. You're like, oh, that's her. No, that's not her. Is that her? Oh, no, that's not her. And he's thinking it's her. I was expecting Midge to be the one that threw herself off of the uh, mission tower. I was thinking that it was going to go weird like that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, hey, when is she going to uh, kill the lady? When yeah. is she going to kill her that bitch? I was just so disappointed. <laughs> Please with kill the, the bitch. Yeah. 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 Do you think was... he jumped 
at the end. And I think that's left ambiguously. Yeah, I know. There was a there was a conversation totally. that you know, reading some of the notes and stuff like that, Alfred Hitchcock thought that, well, I don't know. The people could be reaching here, but it is mm-hmm. kind of interesting because after the girl plummets to her death right. by the very end of this right. thing, we have Scotty that's standing at the ledge, just kind of looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you, have you got? Did you get pay attention to the action that was happening? Through that moment, he wasn't just looking down. There was a moment where his hands basically turned palm out, and he, we end that yeah, last yeah. shot almost kind of like in a crucifixion like, position. Uh-huh. Um, I was which, thinking, oh, he's going to jump. He's going to just let himself go. Which I thought would would be interesting if we saw that. But then there's if you pay if you play along the line of this idea of life and life after mm-hmm, death right, and right. this resurrection type of scenario. If you knew that watching it, yeah, which. You wouldn't. Yeah, no. exactly. That's something that you kind of have to go Feed back it and to pay me. attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so by the very end of this film, the, the assumption Jesus was resurrected and yada, right, yada, right, yada. Right. So my, I don't know. They they basically, some people thought that that actual pose was in the form of like the, you know, Jesus. Right, right. You know, blah, blah, blah. I, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, lo- I watched it that from that That's possible. The, because Jesus resurrected. Like for him, he, he got what he needed to get back to his oh, mind. Oh, gotcha. So it, that was his resurrection moment. And at he the put very all the, end. All the pieces together. So he put himself back together just in time to be questioned by the police for a second woman <laughs> yes, dying. Again, who, yeah, for the same thing. All of these witnesses show yeah, that he exactly. forced to look oh just gosh. like the other woman. Exactly. So Hitchhiker's out. Let's hurry Let's hurry up and end this movie. The hairstylist is going to be like, <laughs> and we're done. The Shut up, nothing to question here. The hairstylist would be like, uh, yeah, no, she didn't want to do her hair that blonde, but right. he was exactly. insistent. made him do that. Yeah, so. exactly. We ended up having to kick him out of the salon. That guy's Fucker a wouldn't cunt. leave. Yeah. <laughs> and the wardrobe lady is just like, no, she did not want that gray suit. At he all. was adamant. At all. Yeah. I think no, the tough she part didn't. for me, when I, even when I rewatched it, Who I was would? just thinking to myself, I was like, <laughs> Why is she going through with this? I know. Yeah. She Why could have stopped it at any time. At any time. Why? Why? But then I guess if she did, then we really wouldn't have a movie. I guess. Okay. Yeah. This movie, uh, the mean? screenplay, based on a French book. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. That was written for Hitchcock. Okay. It was written for uh-huh. Hitchcock. Okay. Interesting. Because that's my next question. Or... Because the book he was wanted, written for Hitchcock? It was. Because I did not know that. Those authors found out that he wanted to option one of their previous books and wasn't okay. able to, so okay. they specifically wrote this book Here, we for have him. this for you. It's going to be confusing, and it's going <laughs> to go back and forth an awful lot. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. So this book gets written. Um, yep. The screenplay gets made. Uh-huh. How does Hitchcock come up with, and I wonder how long it takes him to get from Here's the words on, words on the page to let's make this room red and make her have a beautiful dark green cape. And well, how, you got to understand know, that Hitchcock, um, when he first came into the business, he was a set designer. He was an oh art director. God. That makes so much sense now. Yeah, like that was his. Okay, that makes yeah. so much sense Kinda now. Like Tim I Burton. almost kind of okay. Now I'm having well, Tim an Burton came in as an animator. No, but, but I'm saying um, because of Tim Burton's previous experience or education of colors and all right, that right. stuff mm-hmm. that's always that infused sense, in his movies more yeah. than other directors oh you can just tell a tim burton movie yeah. always 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 but it's so particular on yeah. its look because on its look. of his experience just as an like animator. you Got can it. tell a michael bay movie 
by all the splo- <laughs> all the explosions. You can tell Michael Bay would made commercials and music videos. What? <laughs> I watched Bad Boys Two the other day, and Bad I was just, boys. I was like, every five seconds is a cut. Every yeah. five seconds is cut, cut, cut. I was like, I felt it's like so I was watching choppy. an MTV music I video. I know. But anyway, but that's anyway. So now to I just your you just gave me an epiphany there because so many more things make sense in that. I didn't know that he had been a set uh, set designer. Yeah. And like I said, you could have turned the movie on mute and I just would have enjoyed almost every single scene it, yeah. because it's so gorgeous. And I love that Mad Men era and I love that post modern, you know, mid-century mm-hmm. modern. Like his apartment, you're looking for apartments now, Noah. Can you imagine that uh, little bachelor pad of his? His fireplace. It's oh my so god! Expensive, right? I was about to you say, know what? Oh I was yeah. Say it's San Francisco. I mean, That'd be like three grand. I, more than that, honey. San Francisco more than is that. yeah. It's the most expensive. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, and if it continues going Why? in that direction, it's going to topple the gotta, economy. But that's yeah. another. Yeah, um, I know so many mm-hmm. people who are moving outside of San Francisco mm-hmm. limits Daily because they're City. like it's so expensive. Oakland mm-hmm. is having a resurgence. Yeah, it's getting gentrified. You can thank the Silicon Valley fuckers. Is that all why the, with San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny oh, that's because I'll you, tell you why. But when you go to the Palace of Fine Arts, that gorgeous outdoor. You know, like that scene where they're walking, they're strolling along, and, you know, having just been there myself, they have these humongous houses right across the street from them, and they all look like nobody lives there. And I'm like, who owns these? You know, they're gorgeous. They're stunning. And you can see their furniture in them. When you see how much they are, like, who can afford that shit? Yeah. 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 I mean, the city The city was beautifully shot. Yeah. Oh, it so was. So beautifully shot. I think it there was a was. quote that uh, Hitchcock's daughter was saying was like, my dad always felt that this would have been, yeah. a, the, the city's a great place for a murder mystery. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. So you I know, like that. And since this movie yeah. came out, the only other movie that's come close to showing San Francisco and its beauty Cuffs, starring Cuffs. Christian Slater. Really? <laughs> oh, no. Is that, that the movie? Zodiac in San Francisco? <laughs> I don't know. Fincher's no. Zodiac? It was I promised in San myself I wouldn't cry today. And Noah just... Have you seen Cuffs? It's an underrated <laughs> classic from the 90s. A young Mila Cuffs. Jovovich. Oh, really? Mila Jovovich. Um, I love her. It's damn good. One of the bad guys the in the movie sister. is wearing a shirt that has his own face on it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nice. It now I'm gonna have amazing. to see it. You have to see this movie. Are you it's, kidding me though? No, it's, amazing. it's awesome. It is an underappreciated wow. Christian Slater film where he's talking to the camera at certain points, a la Ryan Reynolds, and it's just awesome. That's the movie that I fell in love with Christian Slater. Really, really. I think Christian and then Slater Hard is Rain so is the one where I'm like, we need to see other people. <laughs> yeah. Do you watch him in iRobot? I, you know what? I Not saw the whole robot. No, uh, I know what you mean R- Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Yeah. I watched the whole first season. Yeah. And it there's a I'm not going to say what, but there's yeah. a twist halfway through right, that just right. took me completely out of it cuz I was okay. thinking of previous scenes I'm like, yeah. mm, but but then that wouldn't But everybody loves it. It just got nominated for it. best drama. Right. Most people love it. Chris uh uh critics love it. I was going to say Christians, but probably cri- not cuz there's the F bomb. <laughs> Christian um, uh Slater won the Golden Globe for it. Yeah. No, uh, and he was so, great in it. Yeah. I just the show just didn't work I for me the, sadly. The and the main guys really, all, yeah, perfectly he's really, cast. Yeah, really really good. Perfectly cast. Tiny little guy. I've seen him in person. My first induction really to dainty. Christian Slater was fucking Heathers. Oh. Yeah. Heathers and then it was Robin uh, Hood. No, it was, it was Heathers first and then I years went by. Oh my gosh, Robin Hood. I forgot True he Romance. was in that. You know, and then oh True Romance gosh. I watched. Okay. 
I saw him, um, Christian like him. Slater, at the Puzzle Zoo in Santa Monica on Third Street. Um, in between his rehabs, obviously. Oh. Um, it was Zodiac. Zodiac I, was shot in. Yeah, of was Zodiac was shot, right. shot in San Francisco. Did it show a lot of the exterior? That's where it oh, happened. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, there was a lot of. I remember watching. I was like, no, there was a movie. And here's Jake Kevin. Gyllenhaal. Right, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Robert Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Like, it's a it's a good fucking movie, man. Say it. Um, is it Mark Ruffalo in that one? Jake G. Jake G. Yeah, Ruffalo's, <laughs> in, Ruffalo's in it. Ruffalo. Ruffalo. <laughs> I like Mark um, Ruffalo. I feel like if there's Kinda anybody badass. today that could ride on the coattails of what Hitchcock has mm-hmm. done, David Fincher's probably. You don't think yeah, it's maybe. M. Night Shyamalan? Oh, <laughs> I couldn't okay. even finish that sentence. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaving. Are you Shyamalaning me right now? I f- Gosh, I, I just feel saw. like Shyamalan thought when he first started, I feel like he decided to go that route because he thought he'd be the next Hitchcock. He could have, though, too, if he just didn't what suck happened? down the line. I really, okay. I'm curious what, what happened? happened. I really I think he shouldn't have written okay. movies with twists at the end yeah. because for some of those not that's all what... of them need twists well but at yeah at the end and then you watch them and you're like oh great so trees are the bad guy in this movie yeah. fucking trees, trees. <laughs> that's great and then lady in the water the twist yeah. was just so stupid the thing with M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. is that that guy knows how to do tension and release yeah, really really well but maybe have someone else write the scripts not only not so much that it's, it's such good yeah, tension maybe. and release tension and release throughout 90 minutes and then the yeah. last third act majority of the time never paid off yeah. all right. the tension and release that you gave yeah. the only time he truly did that Sixth was Sense. in Sixth Sense because yeah. when you're like damn son yeah, that dude was dead okay. and he that did blew such my a, mind he did such a good job that with movie, that and tried to recreate it I have never seen a movie since The Sixth Sense that that spoke to me in the way that movie did. Totally. I could not Beautiful. believe yeah. the end of that movie. And then when you rewatch it, it's like all the kind of like what you did because, with this, like mm-hmm. the red stands oh out my God. that signified I, death. Just yep. everything. How I'm getting you was, chills li- yeah, thinking me about too. it because me too. it was so well done. Because when he's sitting with the mom, you just assume oh, they yeah. got them talking yeah, and yeah. everything, but no, they never specifically right. spoke like when he oh, and his so wife good. are across the table and it was their anniversary and it's like i'm sorry i'm late and she is ignoring him the whole time i didn't know it was because he was dead yeah oh my god so my point being oh my m night Shyamalan in the beginning yeah. could have well, pulled it movie. off yeah, yeah. could have oh, yeah. pulled it off Maybe. i think he just ch- kept trying to recreate that success over and over again okay. and then the last airbender was just shit dude. oh my gosh i uh, saw that in the theater uh, we let we will not talk about no. that movie on this <laughs> I'm fucking so glad, podcast so glad i missed it but david fincher <laughs> oh you don't think so david what you don't think we're gonna not gonna talk about that movie? Oh, we're not talking about that movie. <gasps> you wouldn't. We're not talking about you, it. You Airbender. wouldn't dare. You don't think that might be a future counterpoint episode? You know oh what? We're God. your friends and we love you, Noah. Why are <laughs> you doing this to watch us? That movie again. We've never been anything but loyal to you. This is true. Okay, but still. But you're gonna. S- I'll F tell you what. Compromise. Because okay. friendship's all about compromise. Okay. It won't be for a long time if we ever cover it. I'm oh, busy God. that day. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I don't want to see it either. I was at the dentist that day. Oh, yeah. fair enough. I don't know. On that Sunday. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On that Sunday, I was at the dentist. You know, you should stop going to that <laughs> She'll pay the quote premium. unquote mobile dentist that works outside <laughs> of his van down the yeah. outside says the Den- dentist looks like a yeah. traveling car wash van it uh, says it is it says dentist and chill question mark oh yeah i don't dentist and naps that oh. thing actually says Ooh. dentist dentist I don't, he I think he might not be official. Spell. And ironically, he's a dentist. He doesn't have any spells. He's not a writer. Listen, uh, he's not a real doctor. And ironically, he didn't have any teeth, which was weird. Basically, I know that now. Basically, Amy's I know that dentists now. are the guys that want money from Pete's Dragon. <laughs> oh my! Oh my gosh! Pete's Dragon. You excited? I don't want it. 
I don't know what that look means. Yeah, and neither know. do it's our like listeners. Scowl and do I have to see? I'm not going to see it. Oh, you're Bitch, not. Please. Oh, you're not going to see it. Uh, mm. Do I have to? I mean, do I have to? No, but I'm so confused. Can you elaborate? I, I have no idea what's going on right now. Saw the commercial for okay. it yesterday. Okay, you haven't seen love- the original Peace Dragon, though, right? No, I haven't. See, that's Ooh. where you're already fucked up. Don't really, even... way before. I mean, that way, way, I wasn't even born. Wait. Neither was I. Was it, God, not, it doesn't it matter. Co- okay, I know, I know. Well, duh, it doesn't matter. But was it popular back then? Was yes. it? Dude, I can it? sing songs it's right still now from that popular. Sing one now. Sing it. Money, money, money by the pound. Or it was a Passamasati, Passamakati, Passamawati, Wadamapasi. Passamaquoddy. <laughs> what? That just sounds and like. And he goes, I know. No, that you just need sounds to... like Kendrick Lamar lyrics right there, man. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That sounds like designer yeah. lyrics. What? Have you ever heard of that guy? Passamaposse? No. Oh, Mike. You designer? Need to, you need to see his video for Double uh, XL magazine. Oh. It oh. was because they have like a. Double X. Double XL. L. Ladies? No. Jesus Christ. Penis? You are like five. Dimensions. Where are you? Someplace else. The magazine, the company Double XL has these like up and coming rapper uh, like vignettes where they can. where they can just do freestyle rap, okay. and this guy just did the most nonsensical like snap, like there's you could my chain in the like half of it isn't real words. It's like we can make millions with what you're doing right I now. I know. Oh Seriously, we're gonna put this Record on the radio. That print, print, and, and let it. But sense. that's the take that they decided Hello, to release to rappers? the world. Like he is the upcoming. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please. Hello, Def Jam. I've got Please. the white boy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy He's like a mixture crap. of Eminem meets Marky Mark without <laughs> yes. the underwear. Without? He scats a lot. Is that okay? Yeah. He has his roots deep in jazz. <laughs> oh my gosh, I recently saw an ABBA documentary and it was showing, you know, the brunette lady from Mama ABBA. Mamma Mia is not a documentary. It's a scripted music. It's a Swedish it's a Swedish documentary. It had subtitles and everything. The the brunette chick that was in ABBA, she started out as a jazz singer and it was all like five minutes of her doing like crazy <laughs> was scat. Beautiful. I was like, what am I We're going to make millions off of this. We're just oh going to release this as a single. Just that'll be the sound bite. This is officially what I just sang and what Noah just sang. Let's mesh them, marry them together. These Auto tune it. Auto tune <laughs> it. Get your recorder. And then put a beat to the back. Get some. Just, get an 808 and just there you go. put that together go. on a loop. Um, we got well, a, we got a welcome, big audience. Hit. Ryan Seacrest is going to announce that on a stop forty. <laughs> but seriously, unrelated, Mark Ruffalo, please come on our podcast. I know you do it to other people's podcasts. What? I love you, Mark. Yeah, Ruffalo. he needs to be on this. Yeah. Ruffalo, Ruffalo. I do like Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo movies. Yeah. So yeah, so right. I feel like uh, the Zodiac shot San Francisco really well. Albert yeah. Hitchcock did a good yeah. job shooting out, you know, shooting out San Francisco. One thing that I thought was rather interesting, okay, if you pay attention to uh, when he's following um, Madeline to wherever <laughs> she's going, right? All the roads are going down. Every single shot oh, yeah. down, 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 deeper. I'm surprised deeper, deeper, they deeper, didn't deeper, do deeper a she Lombard Street. They did. I they didn't did. see the Lombard Street. It wasn't shot in the big way. Big ass, big cars. It wasn't in the I'm way like, that they that normally you see Lombard Street. Like literally, it's 
taking the back ascension to uh-huh. Lombard Street. Right. But uh, I lived in San Francisco for two years, so it was like okay. Like I knew exactly where that street was from up above and yeah, over, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, west of. I'm sorry, east of it, because when you're coming down Lombard Street, you got here, and then you got Alcatraz down here, mm-hmm. way out there. Okay. Yeah, there were there were you know all the all the all cool right, spots, right, but right. I was I just thought it was interesting um, that they were like. You know, uh, all those shots as he was following was as- ascending down. I thought that was interesting, but into... once again, yeah, for me, with Jimmy Stewart's reactions, just mm-hmm. didn't feel natural. It yeah. just felt so like caricaturish. Yeah. Oh, oh, where is she going? I don't know. She turned left. Oh, she now turned right. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. where is she going? Like that's the that's like his arms were in the air, look. going like what? 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 You mean she turned a corner in a Shrugging. car on a street? Right. <laughs> like, yes, that's what you do. I thought on the street first, in I'm a like, car. <laughs> I know she doesn't know he's following her, but why is she like zigzagging everywhere? The street goes straight. It's an, a one way street. She didn't Go. have she didn't have GPS in her phone, Amy. God, the one thing that she was trying to look at a Rand McNally map and she got lost. The Thomas Guide. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's what for all our early li- young listeners <laughs> out there. It's what big kids used to use yep. to look at stuff. And Rand Ram McNally used to be that. Dude, we keep a yeah. we keep a road atlas in our car. Yeah, yeah, Why still because there's places that you'll go that you don't get fucking cell service. So right. use the atlas. I mean, back oh in 2010 gosh. when I moved here from Indiana. In my car, mm-hmm. we had printed out MapQuest, but we also had the big like Rand right. McNally thing, right. uh-huh. just in case. Right? Did you just take the the ten all the way down? I took Route sixty six actually. Uh, the... Did you get your kicks off Route sixty six? No, I didn't <laughs> actually, because That's the a drive reasonable that question. Means, it was that no, just means it, roadhead, and yeah. it is. I did not. Okay, I did all not. Right. Well, um, I'm glad I asked, and I'm disappointed at the answer. Drove yeah. to. 2,500 miles in two and a half days. Ew. There was no kicks involved. And when I stopped to get <laughs> gas in northern Texas okay. during dusk, oh. as I'm pumping gas and looking around northern Texas, I'm like, this is where I'm going to get stabbed. Yeah. This is happening today. I'm going to die it's today. super great. It looks exactly like Michael Bay's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. Uh. It looks exactly like that. It was terrifying. Uh, Michael Bay. Every t- I can't with that guy. He's so Boring. Well, it's not then, because fuck, okay. <laughs> fuck that. One Thank thing that was really interesting to me um, was the girl jumping off the ledge. Right. What? Um. Like, right away, <laughs> right yeah. away from me, <laughs> you got to be like, yeah. you mean this dumb bitch is mm-hmm. jumping off of a three-foot ledge, and then she just floats? And like... Like a feather. I would be like, I'd be like, wake up, bitch. You ain't dead. You ain't dead. <laughs> you ain't dead. Wake up, up. You're faking you know? it. You sleeping. Yeah. You're faking it. You're faking it. Okay, I'm fake sorry. I don't know if this was part of I think that was the, a point, though, but... the part that I skimmed over. Not that I skipped over on any of our <laughs> What? Movies? You wouldn't do that what? and hurt the integrity of this <laughs> podcast at all. And for you to oh. imply oh I would God. do that. Some of the Shame scenes, on you guys. Some of the scenes are so long. No, yeah. no that, that was for me. Where once again, <sighs> I think because yeah. I wasn't engaged in the right. plot right, right, and right. the dialogue, I wasn't a big fan of them like, there Fuck, was some of it long. that you could skim over, and I thought that the parts at the mission were super boring, and I have a whole thing with missions that trigger me from my childhood that we will go into later, but it's okay. Why later? <laughs> because right now I'm proving a point. Who was that bitch that, that uh, Gavin threw off the... His uh, wife. 
That's the original wife? That's He snapped her neck and chucked her off the fucking top right. of the bell tower. So this whole time she was... He was a polygamist. No. He dug her up. What? I don't know. No, Carlotta was just uh, yeah, Col- Carlotta Col- was just the MacGuffin, man. All right. Yeah, we didn't really... None of that story was... All that story was no, fabricated. No, I, I know. I know that, but... Yeah, Amy, God. I know pay attention. that. Maybe if I'm you... I'm disappointed in you guys. <laughs> Maybe if you didn't not skip things, you would have Sorry. heard. Disappointed in you guys. I had such a late night, though, you guys. I loved it, by the way. Night, I loved the And I had judge. to watch it a little oh. bit this morning. I feel you on the late night. I actually yeah. had to reef. I'd, okay. Do I? Do you? You know what Tell I was doing all day yesterday. Looking for apartments? Yeah. Like okay. Mostly on foot for like eight oh, hours. Oh, to midnight. Sucked. And, and I drove okay. home and I started this and okay. I kept okay. falling asleep. Mm. So okay, I woke right, up like right, a couple right. hours early today to yeah. rewatch yeah. it. So before did I. then looking more for the apartment. I set my apartment. alarm on this one. But I kept falling asleep. I love the judge. All the stuff he said oh, yeah, cracked yeah. me up. Yeah, he was even so, though a sarcastic asshole, s- sort of. But he also was like letting him off the hook. Yeah, he was. Like, even he though, was like rolling his eyes, he was like, and then it was such an unfortunate. Yeah. Insert eye roll. Here's my impression of incident. him if this movie came out today. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. Oh snap! Well, they should have gone to see a psychologist mm-hmm. because she was having issues. But hey. What the fuck? Why not? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Who knows better than a tr- troubled woman? Her husband. Yeah, because that makes sense. Right, right, right. And right, even right. though Jimmy Stewart, I don't remember the character's name. Scotty. Even though Scotty, you Scotty. know, Scotty. was at the scene of the crime and fleed and mm. claims to have no alibi until he was found at his home hours later, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> how I felt. Like I'm like... Damn, you're like the most lenient judge ever. Well, all of the the thing is with everybody, all of the uh, all the evidence is um, again. I'm just saying this wouldn't be the it, same. It, it was set up. It was set up so well. He knew he uh, Gavin played everything appropriately. Knew about Scotty's vertigo. Knew that he wouldn't go all the way up to the stairs for this moment totally. to happen. Knew that he needed an alibi. Knew that you know he he's a reputable detective, right? Until um, he oh, and he even brought up like you let a officer die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that like, officer was stupid, by the way, mind you. Okay, oh, totally. Yeah, but I'm just was. like, wow, that's like adding insult to injury uh-huh. from the judge because that has nothing to do with specifically with this case, right? So I feel like all that stuff. Uh, the The reason why I really liked I liked that scene because it literally gave us all the evidence and said this and this and this and this and like basically the attorney's deposition on everything was like this, this happened, this happened, this happened, blah blah blah, right. blah blah blah, blah blah blah. So, if you guys can clearly see, there is no, you know, there is no pre-thought out, you know, murder, whatever. So, you guys are scot-free. And that was so funny with the jury. I've never seen a jury work that fast. I ever. know. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're just like, all right, it's up to you, jury. And Innocent. Then yeah. like, all right. Oh, and then there the, we go. You've like, obviously thought this through. Go ahead right. and deliberate. <laughs> deliberate. And then, have you reached a decision? And then he's like writing for a half hour. And then he hands him, okay, not guilty. Right. Yeah. I'm okay with that. They didn't even leave the okay, room. Fine. If this, you don't want to make a few good men type of movie, you know, with all the well, the angry men or whatever. Why yeah. not have a spinoff? <laughs> <laughs> that was just the all the deliberation. In <laughs> the you just room. have the one guy saying, "But he ran from the scene." That would be an interesting have an alibi for four uh, hours. Yeah, I mean, like I, that's he's sticking to that. He's yeah. like, he ran from the scene. Why do you flee? Why do you flee? Everyone's like, 
no, he's innocent. But he ran flee. Yeah, why did he flee? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. where was he for those hours? What what did he do? Oh, uh, he's he's in. My gut tells me he's innocent, right, but he he ran. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like you wouldn't be able to do that nowadays. So I found it funny now. Yeah, I was like, well, he's a white man, and he so was he's innocent. Yeah, obviously. Plus, mm-hmm. bitches be tripping. Yeah, let's well, be honest here. And to be honest with you, Gavin probably chained everybody off anyway. You know what? OSHA came to the tower and said this the top is floor safe. is really slippery. Right. So put up a sign, and they didn't. So you yeah. know what? It's really their fault yeah. that she fell. So many lawsuits. So now there's a civil lawsuit. So many. Against that mission. <laughs> He's like, I got all of my wife's money, and I got all of this mission money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get out in the street, nun. I own your ass now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. America. I'm flipping and putting in that's a Denny's. That's why she came up at the top. She was just like, oh, not Denny's. again. A mission-themed uh, Denny's. Themed restaurants. You know what? I like the look of this place. (laughs) This place is now going to produce tortilla chips. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it look like on on those bags of chips that aren't even like the circular bag? It's like the square ones. It does. They're like, these are authentic because they're not in your typical Tostitos bag. These must be from a Mexican. The brown, that brown bag. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Just happens to be ten cents cheaper. I don't either. I don't like them. I like the other ones that are that look like they're more fried and they're probably way worse for you. Those are the ones I like. (laughs) See, I'm very picky with my with my tortilla chips. Mm -hmm. Like they have to be name brand. Okay. Like the generic kind or the store kind. Right. No. no, I don't. They don't taste. It's because you're super gringo. That's why. You haven't had legit Mexican. Hey, I have. Okay, I grew up going to many a chichis. You want a you want a margarita? <laughs> Do you want it with salt or sugar? Sugar. Azúcar. You want it? It's Cadillac. <laughs> Te gusta azúcar? Uh, uh, sir, how come mojito is spelled with an H in this menu? Uh, because that's what we like. <laughs> it's because, phone- because that's what it is. It's phonetic. What do you want? Well, that's what it is. You better eat these chips. <laughs> you better eat those chips. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Te gusta margaritas. God. Well, uh, margaritas so what do we think? Para me. Scale this bitch. What do you think, Noah? Uh, oh, I would probably give it a five. See, I'm not even going to take any of your guys's okay. recommendations. You asked. You asked. No, I'm not going to take any of your guys's recommendations because what you guys Look. told me on the other end recommendations. Was that, excuse me. I mean, not recommendations. Uh, ratings or scale or whatever. You, because you guys I'm didn't gi- really watch this goddamn I'm movie. I'm giving you- it a five because of the stuff you said. Uh, I would have given it probably a three or a four. Oh. I want you guys to go oh, home and wow. rewatch this movie with intention, you sons of bitches. All right? Or watch it with some goddamn I could watch attention. a better Hitchcock movie than this one and enjoy the shit out of that. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I can't. Watch, watch this movie with intention. I promise uh, you. Man, I, but I can't do it because it's kind of like... I mean, I can appreciate all the stuff you're saying, but for me, with just not having a plot that I could really grab onto or characters I gave a shit about, yeah. except for Midge. But the tough yeah. part for me is that you had a late night, Amy. You had a late night, Noah, and you guys wa- half-ass watched this movie right out of the but gate. I re- so how but, can you get but I re- into that I watched mindset most of to really it this watch morning. that fucking movie? I rewatched it most this morning when I had already had some coffee. I was wide awake. And for me, it's like saying- Where was your mind this morning, Noah? Watching that. Don't you let it. And then after that, I looked at apartments. Don't you let it. I did. I, I my watched it on my computer. I had to. Year old. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If we need at to know Amy, at least the Amy reason. Is legit. Right. Yeah. I'm being honest, but you know that's not as cool as the, answer as that yeah, one. Is this true. needs to go in the show description. 
when we tweet this shit out. And stay tuned to learn about Amy's 24-year-old dude. That who's listening to this oh right God, now. He is. Not good. I'm going Actually. Please. Maybe that's you know you want to so what get with this then you need lover. to listen yeah. to the podcast listen to the podcast nice. so does that subscribe mean you're, to the podcast so does that mean your rating is going to be in inches yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I give this nine and a half inches I give it a solid seven but oh. girthy <laughs> this movie did have girth I will give it, it that. did have girth, yeah, it had girth I'll keep the, sure. um, the six but I'll say it had okay. it's a girthy six That's I funny. will go with mine <laughs> as being for plot a four for cinematography an eight yeah it was, that was and good. for I just love like I said a millionth time I've said this today if I were I to mute this accurate. movie okay 999 <laughs> Hundred thousand. Okay, um, if I were to have turned this movie to mute and just watched it for San Francisco and for the costume and the set design, I loved it. That's a solid ten for me. Wow. I loved it. It gave me a stiffy like no other. <laughs> I was so like, I had to put some you know paper towels under me when I watched oh it because oh. I just loved it. Oh my gosh! I oh can't believe I went God. there. I can't. You know they make um, adult diapers, right? <laughs> just for Amy's horniness. Those are for idiots. <laughs> Those are for 60, it. I'm just really horny. Those I are for quitters. I a thing for mid-century modern. I'm That's not kidding. Funny. I get a total boner. Like when I was looking at Midge's tiny little bachelorette pad, I was like, That was oh a pretty dope gosh. little spot. Yeah. It was a dope spot. That it had a view. view. I'd take that. It was a legit view. I'd I just loved there. it. I loved the tiny Some kitchen. Some of the set pieces was interesting because oh. I thought they were shot on a stage and then that was... You everybody know, had like no, nope, they were no. there. They were there. Everybody the had uh, that was really nice. every place that you went to, except for the mission, for obvious reasons, had an amazing little you know uh, dry bar, you know, a little tray with the you know hard liquor and the little cu- the glasses and everything. I just love everything about that era. Yeah, I mean, people dressed up. They dressed up to go shopping. They dressed up to have dinner. Nobody does that anymore. What, what would you anyway. give it? Um, as, as, as hard as I was fighting to yeah. give you guys my fucking point of view throughout this goddamn movie. I I accepted everything that I you would said, probably give it about an eight and a half. Okay. All right. A reasonable eight and that's, a half. That's pretty good. Mainly the because ending. the ending, I was just yeah. a little like, because Son all of the, a bitch, Hitchcock. Me. Outside of yeah. that, some of the little plot points, I was just, I will, doesn't make sense, too, too much sense for right. me. Some of the jumps in character scenarios didn't make too, too much sense for me. But everything else, I was like, eh, I really enjoy what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. You know, fair enough. So, here's is it his masterpiece? Right. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's his masterpiece. What is his masterpiece? If not, I don't know. I don't North know. by Man, Northwest. North- yeah. The birds. Yeah. I don't even know if any window. of those are his. To be honest with you, some. Not the birds. To be honest with you, fucking Psycho, probably. Oh yeah, yeah you know what? Psycho's probably probably, probably the, his his yeah. truest yeah. masterpiece in my white. opinion. Yeah. So but, there was no red, white, and green. But this was when, because uh, they used, uh, what was the color sequence that they used in this film? Because it was like one of the first few, like. Red, green. No, 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 red, no, 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 no. The, the, the scope. I think it was like, uh, it wasn't Technicolor. Color. It yeah, wasn't, it was. No, no, no. They were using a whole different, oh, a whole different structure. There was a Technicolor Vista color, that's what it was. It oh, was Vista color. So this was supposed to be like super vibrant, gorgeous type of well, scenario. Well, it was. They were using some of, uh. Uh, Paramount, Paramount, yeah, yeah. Paramount's it was Paramount. like they were using some really cool technology within that. 
So uncredited second union cameraman or second unit units. Why can't I speak right now? Cameraman Ermin Roberts invented the famous zoom out and track in shot, which is used everywhere these Uh days. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jaws. That sucks that he wasn't credited though when he invented this for this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really? to convey the sense of vertigo yeah. to the audience. The view down the mission stairwell cost $19,000 for oh. just a couple of seconds of screen time. Yeah, but you know why it costs so much is because that view down the stairwell, they constructed it. They made a yeah. miniature of it, yeah. and they put, a, they put it on its side, and they put a camera in there, and then they did the zoom and dolly uh, type of scenario. So the way that they constructed that, do you guys know how they constructed that, that shot? With great love and care. Basically, what they're doing is they're putting the camera on a track, Yes. <laughs> and they're pulling right. the camera back as they're yeah. zooming. The They use mm-hmm. a telephoto lens, and they're using a zoom lens to okay. zoom in as they're pulling back. So it feels like right, this right. background is compressing. And now it's used all the time. Everywhere it's used, man. Okay. Uh, Tarantino uses it. Jaws has used it. I mean, it's all over the place. Mm. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock reportedly spent a week filming a brief scene where Madeline stares at a portrait in the Palace of Legion of Honor just to get the lighting right. That's pretty interesting. That's filmmaker perfectionist. A week. I heard he shot this thing over like all the days. Yeah, over the all the ex like the all the exteriors Uh were shot in like sixteen days, and then all the interiors were you know whatever else. The copy that I watched, the music was super super loud, and the dialogue was quiet, very quiet and Mm. choppy. What's really where did you? uh, How did you guys watch it? Did you guys buy it or did you guys download it online? Mm -hmm. Um, Downloaded it. Did you? Bar. <laughs> I got the remastered version. They oh. they basically took it. Okay. They remastered all the sound. They remastered everything. And so that was a really point, cool. Way I to had to watch. turn my volume up to like twenty just to hear them. And then the scenes would be like, and I was like, oh my god, it's so loud. Interesting. So loud. Huh. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Alfred it was just the copy I got. Alfred Hitchcock was so mad about the critical and commercial <laughs> failure of the film. Um, he blamed it on James Stewart for "quote unquote" looking too old to attract audiences anymore. I what thought a he looked dick. handsome. Take responsibility. Yeah, he's the one that casted him. Yeah, take responsibility. He never worked with Stewart, uh, one of his favorite collaborators, ever again. Wow. Oh my That's gosh! A bitch move. He's a bitch. When Kim Novak questioned Alfred Hitchcock about her motivation in a particular right. scene, the director is said to have answered, "Let's not probe too deeply into these matters, Kim. It's only a movie." How funny. He's probably just like, you know what? Just fucking do it. Just Just do it, monkey. Like, I'm focusing on color. I've done so much shit for this. Just do it. Yeah. What's your motivation? Because I told you to. That's your motivation. Right, exactly. That's what it should be. I heard Christian Bale talk about motivation and stuff. He's like, when you're an actor, you just do it. You do it. You don't need to know the motivation. Come up with it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I think of it. That's how I look at, like, if I'm working with a character, like an actor, you Mm -hmm. know? If they're going to sit, I mean, obviously they're going to bring up questions being like, the first question is like, what's the scene about? What is this moment yeah. about? I'm right. not going to sit there. This is your motivation. This is, you know, your. Come up with it. And if your interpretation mm-hmm. is not what the director wants, they'll, yeah. they'll modify it. Right. But here's the irony about Hitchcock. Hitchcock would micromanage performances oh, yeah. to a point to where like, this is the type of cadence yeah. I want you to have. Yeah. Right. This is the rhythm of the language I yeah. want right. you to have. So if she's going to come up to him and be like, yo, what's my motivation? I can understand why she's sure. asking him. Because she's used to that. Yeah. And he's such a smart ass though. Yeah. In a later interview, Alfred Hitchcock said he believed Kim Novak was miscast and the wrong actress for the part. Ouch. Well, there originally there was somebody there else was that was cu- supposed to be There was a couple others he wanted Well, to the, f- the main one, I can't remember her damn name, but what ended up happening is they ended up uh, casting her, but then like two weeks or three weeks before they were going to shoot, she got pregnant. Oh. And then when she was ready, Alfred Hitchcock got put in the hospital for kidney stones oh. and then 
by that time she was like was it one of his kind of, regulars was it like remember. tippy hedron or something like the, the chick that did I the birds i couldn't tell you okay but um ultimately right. they needed the it just didn't work out he wanted to shoot this movie so they ended up recasting mm-hmm. kimmy novak okay Midge's remarks about the the brazier designed by the aircraft right. engineer is a reference to the story that Howard Hughes had an engineer invent a new type of underwired bra for Jane Russell. Mm. Oh, interesting. So that's why that bra the moment cones? in there. Interesting. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> when uh, Hitchcock's wife Alma mm-hmm. saw the film, she mm-hmm. said she liked it except for one shot where Kim Novak walks towards the San Francisco Bay, which she felt made Novak look too large on the screen. For years out, talk about a touchy Ouch. guy. For, no, no, no. This is touchy. Like Uh-oh. that's one minor thing. Okay. But for years afterwards, when discussing his film, Hitchcock would insist that Alma hated it. <gasps> oh. It's like you know what? She hated it. Yeah. She Alma directed uh, part of Psycho. Did Alma she? rewrote Psycho. Over Alma was and over a badass. Over again. They always talk about yeah. like if you want to find really good directors, look at the people that are behind them. Right. His right. wife. Fucking yeah, through and through. She was amazing. She, yeah, she was. She put up with a lot of shit. She yeah. really did. I can't believe how long they were married. My God, it was a business arrangement. Yeah, yeah it's literally yeah. what it was. Yeah. Audrey Hepburn expressed an interest in playing the roles. Of I'm Judy. really glad she did it. No, not Audrey. Um, you know that was gorgeous for this part, man. Yeah. Especially when she had that oh, platinum stunning. blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Jesus stunning. Christ. They don't, uh, yeah. His cameo in the film was he was wearing a gray suit, walking past Gavin's shipyard, carrying a musical mm. instrument case. And that was actually on the lot. Nice. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so he does that a whole uh, cameo thing uh-huh. like movie. Stanley yep. does? Okay. Yep. <laughs> or do you think Stanley got it? Okay. In 2012, Vertigo replaced Citizen Kane in the Sight and Sound Critics poll as the greatest film of all time. Uh, Vertigo? Really? Yeah. Bitch, please. Yeah, Citizen Kane's way better. Oh, yeah. Um, The movie poster was was uh, number three of the 25 best movie posters ever by Premiere. Saw bass. Get it, dude. Many critics attributed the film's failure to James Stewart, who was considered miscast as the romantic lead, partly due to his age. So that's like a theme. But I agree. I mean, I just... Eh, He was 15 years older than Barbara, who played Midge, Uh even though they're supposed to be the same age. And he was, I think, 25 years older. Well, then if Midge was 15 years younger than that guy, she looked like... They were right at the same yeah. age on set. 26, though, was what right. Madeline was supposed to be. They mm-hmm. said she was 26 oh, no. in the movie. Um, no, no, no. And they were, they were 25 weird. years apart. Mm. Okay. Um, the screenplay is credited to Alec Koppel um, and Samuel A. Taylor, but Koppel didn't write a word of the final draft. Mm. He is credited only for contractual reasons only. Oh, Taylor n- read Ouch. neither Koppel's script nor the original novel. He works solely from H- Alfred Hitchcock's outline of the story. Yeah, so Hitchcock basically sat down and he uh, he wrote the outline for the story, crafting, basically structuring the whole thing, and then after the structure, he would send it off to a screenwriter mm-hmm. and be like, here, take it on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would hate to be that screenwriter because... I like that. It went through three different screenwriters. Yeah. I actually like getting That's outlines like that and then coming up with and a story. Up with a story you, I mean, that. you get paid either way, but mm-hmm. I like it because it's kind of like, what do I need to do yep. like kind of fill in the pieces and put and my all the, I mean to it. be honest with you that's where the hard work it's, is yeah. it really is man it's like more liberating though that. yeah yeah so I mean and he you know he put it together and you know do what he did but yeah he went through like three different screenwriters on location filming lasted wow. 16 days that's, that's what, what I thought what did, right? oh wow um, I didn't see anything about the exteriors or secondary stuff but the on set location lasted 16 days which is that really fast sense. yeah 
Um, Kim Novak already had a reputation from being difficult. Oh, really? So it wasn't a surprise when she refused to show up for work one day. She was striking for m- more money from her home studio, Columbia, who was paying her twelve fifty or like one thousand two hundred fifty a week, even though they were receiving two hundred fifty thousand for her loan out for Vertigo and one more oh. picture. Wow! It worked, and she got a raise. But you know what? Okay. Good for her because that's a lot of money yeah, that she was. Yeah. She's the main, she like, get, she's the main yeah. starlet in this entire movie. She like, played two get characters. Your money, girl. Very much so. Get your money. Get yours. Oh, oh this is I interesting. I don't know what accent that was. So Hitchcock switched okay. the book's story from Paris to San Francisco and changed their ending. Oh. Because in that one, the enraged hero strangles the mystery woman upon discovering her trickery. Yeah. <laughs> her trickery. Her trickery. <laughs> that would have been a more satisfying ending, I think. I would have much rather that. Die, you little bitch. And that's that's the trivia that I have. So we want to talk about anything else before we move on to the last couple? <sighs> I don't no. know, man. I think I think we've hit it. We've done it. We talked enough cool. about it. I so, Amy, did. Mm-hmm. what's making you hard this week? I'll tell you what's making me hard. You know what I saw? I saw Central Intelligence. Isn't that a funny movie? It was so damn funny. It's I funny. couldn't stand it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was... I laughed through the whole thing. I like watching somebody so, so funny. buff. Oh my gosh! Not take himself so damn seriously. Yes, I know. It's really funny. Oh my gosh, there were just certain things that were like inappropriate and random and stupid, and I'm all about inappropriate, random, and stupid. We know. We know. You know, like there's this whole thing. This is not a spoiler of any kind, but Kevin Hart's character hadn't seen The Rock's character, you know, since high school, and yet. He finds out, Kevin Hart's character finds out that The Rock's character had him down as an emergency contact. Right. And it's just so stupid and funny, like random. I love stuff like that. It's funny. It was a funny movie. No, it's not laughing and he's looking at me weird. I'm just listening. I'm actively listening. Actively listening. It was funny and like this whole thing about he's into unicorns and he's like, I'm hardcore into corns. (laughs) He's like, the unicorn is the most lethal animal on the planet. It's like, okay. All he right. thinks they're real. Yes, this it is. big, giant, gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful man. <sighs> so go see it? Yeah. Right. Do see it. That okay. made me so hard. It's funny. Gary? Anyway. Uh, so I, my wife was gone this weekend, which allows me to dig deep into the Netflix Porn. bowels. Oh. Okay. And I came across this movie called Deathgasm. Oh. Which sounds silly, right. but um, it's a New Zealand film uh-huh. that fucking hilarious. Hmm. Basically, what ends up happening is these high school dudes um, love love death metal, you know, right. hardcore metal music, and they come across Satan's music. Oh. Basically, they found they find music sheets, and it's from Satan, and they play it. And is it supposed to be a comedy? It's like a is yeah, it's like a dark dark comedy. Okay. It's like a mix. Okay. It's like a horror comedy okay hilarious ultimately what ends up happening is they play the death music satan comes oh, you know no. on, the, on the blood them for day. copyright infringement <laughs> yeah, yeah totally but it, it, <laughs> then the other half of the movie turns into like this demon zombie apocalypse type of scenario where they gotta figure out how to right. cast the devil out of you know okay. out of their town and all that shit so it gets really gory and a uh-huh. little campy but you yeah. know what i watched it and i was like this is really funny actually so yeah That's super entertaining it. so it's called deathgasm you can watch awesome. it on, on netflix uh, on netflix if you guys like metal music i'm not a huge metal head but i do like you know metalocalypse and you know the 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 subgenre of culture that's there, the subculture. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was fucking hilarious, and it was nice to see a New Zealand film. Yeah, you know, so I would recommend it. Really nice. funny, Deathgasm. All right, Deathgasm. Death 
All right, for mine, what's making me hard is <clears throat> the somewhat uh, viral, quote-unquote, feud that I had this week with James Blunt. Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you had a feud it's... with James Blunt? No, but it that guy comes that across like we did. Beautiful. Yeah, that guy? and it's that because guy. of that He's song in question. He's not very beautiful. In no. the way that he talked to Noah no. over social media. So years what ago. What happened? Oh my years gosh. ago, like 2014, longer than oh two gosh. years ago, I did a tweet uh-huh. that I put that I would love to sit James Blunt, Blunt down and explain line for line why your beautiful sucks. Okay. I didn't Fair at enough. him, by the way. Okay. I actually by the way, just you're put a dick. Name. That just song is amazing. Name. No, it's not. Don't you lie to me. Um, it's horrible. because you don't think you're beautiful. So I know I'm not. Okay, Gary. Thanks for bringing that. Oh, you're both beautiful to me. But both I did, of you. Don't but, you lie, mom. But okay. I did. But I didn't at him. Right. Because it was more just a you tweet. You just said his name. The world. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just said the name. Yeah. Uh, this funny, week. funny, though. <laughs> I think so. I but, think it's funny. Um, and it's whatever. Yeah. This week, James Blunt <gasps> quote retweeted it. My so he embedded okay. it. Right, And then right, he right, put right. his thing and he put, um, and I'll... And I would like to sit down with you and explain dollar for dollar why I don't care. Nice. Now that's funny in an ironic way. I thought it was hilarious because yeah. it's like so the that's dude awesome. went to the Twitter search <laughs> yes. to look for his name being mentioned. Because once again I didn't at him whatsoever. Right. Look for his name. Sounds kind of reasonable. Probably though. his record company or somebody. And he scrolled back two years worth of mentions <laughs> to find something to tell me he doesn't even care. That, I mean, probably not that much. I mean, it's James Blunt. How many people tweet about James Wait, is that Blunt? A, that's one hit wonder, right? Do yeah, you have exactly. any more? Okay. No. okay. Even, I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize okay. it until this whole thing, but even his right. Twitter bio, he calls himself a one hit wonder. It says like, <laughs> it says <laughs> literally in his bio, and I'm the not more I hear this, the more shit. I like James Blunt. It yeah, says in his funny. thing, it says really uh, proof that only one song, or that one song is all you need. And I'm like, are you not supposed to call yourself a... One hit, one hit. Uh, dude, if I was James Blunt, I'd be like, I made fucking $30 million off of one goddamn yeah. song that's three minutes long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I'm beautiful. <laughs> Have him invite us over. So, no, because he apparently doesn't like me anymore. But after this, which <laughs> he doesn't even really know who you are. No, he no, doesn't. Like, he doesn't. You get what I'm saying? But what's like, funny is, like, after this, um, once again, I think it's funny because it's like you went through all that work to tell me you don't care. Well, yeah. That you do care. Right. But, um, but what's <laughs> what's been this whole week? For one, that his tweet was posted on Fuck Jerry on Instagram. Oh. Which I don't even know who that is, but who, apparently it's know. like a... It's, I don't know. It's kind of like the fat Jew except not pretending oh. to take credit for stuff. It's just like someone who finds memes online and posts oh. them. So a lot of people follow. That's but like, tiresome. He has like millions of followers. So that was... But yeah. obviously because it's embedded, it doesn't show that my tweet was like from two years ago. Uh-huh. But on Twitter, I, this whole week I've had... So, I've blocked more people this <gasps> week in Twitter than I have in the four years that I've been on Twitter. Because I have a ton of people be like, boom, James Blunt, that's the best comeback ever. Oh, I mean, my It's a pretty funny comeback. Not it's a funny really. Yeah, it's funny. it really is. Basically, I mean, he's he telling you. It's not that clever. No, it's, it's pretty not. fucking. It's not, it's not clever. It's funny, though, because basically what he's telling <laughs> you, he's just like, yeah, motherfucker, but I don't give two shits because I got monies. I got paid to make that dumbass song. But he does give two shits. What the fuck have shits. you done? But who cares? He went back you know? two years. Yeah, <laughs> so, you. so that's the thing that's just, just that. been like a little, little tiresome slash layers. All the people like, come. oh, and by the way, way too many people think it was original from them and be like, talk about being blunt. Like uh, a billion people put that. I'm like, did you not read like did they, 500 did they, people like, hashtag it? Like <laughs> hashtag 
James Blunt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Blunt talk. Blunt, Blunt talk was the hashtag that oh, they used for that. Stupid. <laughs> Are you kidding so me? With I, so he was yeah. trending for like 30 minutes. So I, no, I was trending. I was <laughs> oh trending for gosh. three days because there was an online oh, no. article. I was an online article, and there was a couple other like Instagram things that like picked it up. Dude, that's their PR people that Noah, found I'm it so and said, proud "Let's of make you. a thing out of this just for a little bit. Maybe we'll I'm sell a couple of, of more." Proud of sells. Noah Kinsey because that's awesome. But I think it's funny. boom. It's funny. I think the whole thing's it's funny. funny. I do too. And then it's people hilarious. are calling it a Twitter feud. I'm like, he doesn't know who I am. No, like he, he just know each other. He went. He searched for two years to find my tweet. He doesn't know he me. Yeah. He doesn't even really give a shit. He Actually, just typed someone... in James Blunt and. Oh, here's one. I guarantee what? you he didn't even type it in. It was probably his publicist that yeah. saw that shit. It's and a she, social or, media coordinator. Yeah, and they saw this and were like, oh, we will. Maybe we can make it. Maybe exactly. we'll say something. Right, and then right. people will buy a couple of 99 cent of these exactly. songs. Make a couple 10 grand well, or whatever. Well, I think it's a publicity um, department, too, because apparently he's just releasing new stuff coming up yeah okay. so i think they're like dude yeah. social media is important you, know you gotta what? go on there and do something exactly. yeah. for fuck's you know sake so yeah. consider the source yeah, exactly. is right oh i don't now. honestly i don't care like yeah, yeah. his reaction is the one where i, like, I think it's hilarious it is uh-huh. hilarious i just think it was just you know you got a white pasty one hit wonder uncircumcised weirdo Whoa. going back two years you sound like you know a lot about this guy on a personal british level. <laughs> british the british don't oh <laughs> But anyway, so I thought it was so funny I heard, that I don't know. I don't know British <laughs> Amy guy. literally licked her lips when she said that. <laughs> That's disgusting! Oh my gosh, That's a deal breaker. Oh, is it? I literally. You're like, I'm not uncasing a sausage here. All right. I don't. I'm not playing with a sea cucumber. I'll tell you guys my. I'll tell you guys my take on I like it later. I've never not actually hoodies. seen one in person. Oh, no, so show I'm her. not gonna. Huh? We'll do it right now. <laughs> All right, Noah. Come on, Seriously, Noah. We'll whip it, it out. Uh, Podcast listener. Cathod. Cathod kind of gave it away. We really Cthod. need to just change this into this podcast into just us bullshitting for an I hour. I know. Seriously. People love our bullshit, though. I got to tell you that right now. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. I love you. You love me. So anyway, that's. I just thought that was funny. All these that people thinking funny. it's a Twitter feud. I'm like, we don't Twitter know feud. each other whatsoever. It's not a feud. It's uh-huh. him trying to get and his he, name out there He again. posted that once and then he just like yeah. got off of Twitter. He doesn't give a shit about all of no, these he comments. He's not liking everybody's comments to his defense. Good comeback. Who cares? Like yeah, another who cares? thing. He doesn't give like, a shit. <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's probably not even shit. him doing it. It's probably his girlfriend or something. Well, no, uh, or his publicist. But anyway, so that's awesome. So that's good. I'm glad Thank that's you. making you hard. Thank you. I got hard just listening to it. I know. I know <laughs> you did. I heard the another thunk. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the table did kind of get wobbly. It for did. A second. I was like, wait, why is this table levitating? <laughs> what? So, Amy, what plugs yeah. do we have? I gotta say, um, you know, there's some movies coming out. Ice Age. There's another movie coming out called Absolutely Fabulous. Why it needed to be made remains unseen. <laughs> As a um, theatrical movie. Anyway, I'm. But the one you I, have now. I don't say. You know what? The one I have now is that I am that now. Looks hilarious. D- yeah. Um. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not plugging any studio stuff. I'm just uh, gonna take a little bit of a break. Fair enough. No comic but con this your, year. Oh, nothing. Your social media. My social media is Twitter at Amy J. I'm sorry, at the Amy J. And on Instagram, it's at. Amy J P R A M Y J A Y P R. 
Bow, bow, bow. But poo. I haven't been on Twitter very much lately, and I'm bummed out about it. But been I've busy. been so busy. Yeah. I have been so busy for the, like the last three solid weeks. Been busy with the facts. Mm. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, uh, where I think we're screening time out at the Long Beach Film Festival, and uh, in August, right? Yeah, I think it's in August. Awesome. Uh, so where is it going to be? Where in, where in Long Beach? City, the okay. you know the downtown Long Beach Theater or whatever. Okay. So there's like a three day event going on over there. Right. I might be doing a I might be doing a uh, what do they call it? like a workshop for web writing. Okay. They I've been oh, talking about that's awesome. You should people. do that. That's great. So there, I got a phone call with them tomorrow. I'll, I'll let you okay. guys know about that stuff. But yeah. super proud so of there's you, that. Gary. Cool. Thank that's you. really awesome. Um, outside of awesome. that, uh, that's about it. Man, I mean, yeah. I'm not really on Twitter very much right now because yeah. I'm just kind of focused on writing, so right, I don't right, really, right. you know. And it should be a good night at the Jones residence because the wife's been gone for a couple days. Oh, yeah, and I heard be, what yeah. you said to her when we were coming in the You're studio. Do your oh, own yeah. Plugs yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, honey, you've been gone a little too long, <laughs> so should be yeah. a good time. Nice. Amy, be. you're invited. It'll be fun. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you know I'm freaky like that. You know I'm freaky like oh, that. Oh, I know. That's why I feed you coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Noah? For me, just my social media, the Noah Kinsey for Twitter, Noah Kinsey for Instagram, mm-hmm. and we have upon further review stuff. We got ufrpodcast.com on Instagram. It's and Facebook. It's UFR Podcast. Yep. So check out there. Please, please go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. Rating and reviewing helps us out a bunch. A ton. We got a couple of them on there. You know what, Amy? I was thinking um, anybody that you uh, start dating off of your Instagram feed. Oh, God. Just get it. them to review before yeah. they get into the right. goods. Yeah. Well, exactly. they don't get any That's goods until. You know what? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But when it does, yeah. At least we get one. A month. One, one a month, <laughs> <laughs> one every six to eight months, yeah. and then she goes crazy again. Oh, it's okay. I just what do I do? What I want? I do what I want. Think of you. I do what I want. What do your kids think of you? I don't, my dog loves me. I love my dogs. My dogs got into such a fight last night. By oh, the way, no. Oh my gosh. Well, I came home. <laughs> Never mind. The dogs got in a fight. They're chow chows. They're temperamental. Jeez. They want me all to Scary. themselves. Uh, it was crazy. You need to just let one in at a time. Be I like, know. Here's your Amy time. Here's your Here's Amy Mama time. time. And now you go back yeah. out. It's the other ones. Bye bye. Bye bye. Night night. Good night night. Lay down. Went <laughs> weird. Well, I'm gonna go night night. Okay. All right. Night. Now next week. Yes. We'll, or our next episode okay. will be. 35. Yeah. So you know what that means? That means we have... No. 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 Okay, okay. It's not counterpoint. Okay, it's not. It's the block busted episode. Oh, thank oh. God. So that's a movie that right. failed miserably in the box office. Right. Where the common assumption is, oh, because it sucks, but that's not always the case. Uh-huh. So we're going to be watching films that were not appreciated in the box office to determine if we think that okay. that's fair. Okay. Or if we think it's like, yeah, it didn't deserve to make that money. Right. So for this one, I decided okay. to go with one that was the first box office failure of this year. Oh. We are going to be watching the Gerard Butler starring 
Gods of Egypt. Oh, oh okay, okay. Because you love Gerard. Because Butler. you love swords and sandals. It's he tattooed on your arm. That's true. You do love swords and sandals. It's not actually. Yeah. Amy's looking at his I arm know. like, where? She was like, <laughs> like, really? I missed that? That's a pirate. <laughs> that's not sandals. You're weird. He's yeah. clearly wearing a boot. Yeah, this is true. Anyway. All right. Okay, All right. Egypt. So awesome. that's going to be our next episode. So awesome. thank you, everybody. Thanks and for listening. We will Love y'all. Talk in your ear soon. Love y'all.